Welcome to the Chapman CG podcast series, inspiring and informative conversations with top HR leaders from around the world. Identifying and cultivating talent with leadership potential is fundamental for the successful future positioning of any organisation. Early careers recruitment is awash with traditional graduate and intern programmes requiring recruiters to spend many hours trawling through vast numbers of resumes, psychometric testing and interviews in the quest for the best candidates. These programmes are expensive and time-consuming. Competition for talent is fierce and many senior executives remain frustrated with the results. Is there a better way? I'm here with Lisa Rawlings, APAC Head of Talent Engagement at Diageo. Lisa's based in Singapore and she's joining us today to discuss the innovative early recruitment process embedded at Diageo and its impact. Hi Lisa, good morning. Thank you for joining me. How are you today? Great. Good Good morning, Steve. Thanks so much for inviting me to talk about this really cutting-edge topic. And I'm really excited to share some key, um, key initiatives which we're putting into the uh, global agenda for our early career hiring. Great. It's a, it's a pleasure to have you here today. Thank you. So, Lisa, just... just uh, so, so let's start hearing a little more about your role and the work that you do at Diageo. Sure. So Diageo has actually an interesting um, concept for what we tend to call in the industry talent attraction or staffing or recruiting. We actually call it talent engagement because we believe that the sourcing piece is not the end story when it comes to finding, keeping and growing talent. So my role actually encapsulates working from the sourcing piece through to the uh, pre-onboarding and also then making sure that our quality of hire is is measured well into their tenure. And we measure that in terms of how soon they hit performance. So it's a much broader spectrum of the talent journey. And my role is across 14 markets um, within Asia-Pac and I have a team of recruiters who are located in situ mainly because of specific cultural requirements and also language. Um, so it's a very interesting role and I, you know, um, am very inspired by the fact that Diageo is looking at things um, a little bit differently and willing to make step changes. That's great. And, and what, what led you, Lisa, to rethinking the approach to early recruitment at Diageo? Yeah, Steve, um, I, I think like many people listening to this discussion, we had the traditional recruiting approach to our early careers. And I just want to coin the phrase, what that means, early careers. It's basically graduates up to about year one, year two. We, we term that early careers. So we were doing the traditional, you know, place, place the ad or referrals, university, um, you know, uh, workshops, presentations, um, career conferences. We would then go through a interviewing process, which is one-on-one -on -one usually with the hiring manager, and then move through to um, a reference check and hire process. So very traditional and very time-consuming. And when we looked at the impact of it, we weren't actually hiring the quality which we wanted in terms of how they produced um, performance later in their tenure. So we, we had an ambition when we actually started to look at our process and decided that we actually wanted to meet the ambition of creating, you know, one of the best performing and most trusted, respected consumer products company in the world. And to do that, we needed a breakthrough in how we identified what our talent actually needed to be. And so we actually looked at how do we identify potential and, you know, in developing talent, as in the early career um, area, 
to meet our growing business needs for, for tomorrow. So we changed from a immediate now focus to, well, what do we actually need in a candidate in terms of their potential to be successful in the business of the future? And as we all know, the environment is just changing so dramatically. I mean, it's such a dynamic um, uh, world that we live in now. I mean, everyone realizes that jobs in five years' time we, we probably haven't even heard of now. So then how do we define what success looks like in the future? And then how do we translate that into a process that is not only engaging and informative for the candidates, but also provides us with a, um, if you want, a little peek through the window of potential for that candidate. And the other aspect is that we realized that we needed a solution that was globally consistent, was data-led, and was, as I said, highly engaging end-to-end -to, -end to the graduate in the whole process. So our overarching ambition was to create the next evolution of Diageo's critical leadership pipeline. That's great. Thanks, Lisa. And what, what does the what does the process look like at Diageo for, for early career hiring? Mm. So so the process we've kind of coined a phrase with this, which means basically the process is determined by leaving the resume at the door, which means that the whole underpinning of the process is assessing potential. And so what we discovered was was basically our existing process was you know slow and clunky. It was seen as corporate and outdated. It was difficult to access via mobile or tablet. And you know candidates made all those comments and and gave us all that 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 feedback. We also before we redefined the process got feedback from the hiring managers. And, and the hiring managers, who were the key stakeholders, commented, you know, it was subjective and prone to unconscious bias, um, very manual and slow, and it actually lacked a lot of um, training capability and also, um, you know, upskilling for the managers themselves. So, so what we wanted to do when we redesigned the process was kind of look at six key pillars that we wanted the process to incorporate as part of the framework. So the first one was that we definitely wanted, wanted the assessment process to identify potential. The second thing was we needed to make it simple and practical because the target audience was one that usually would grab their mobile, um, you know, look for opportunities, want, want to engage via mobile, and it had to be fun and it had to be um, very accessible. The third pillar was part of this, which is we wanted to create a brilliant candidate experience. And a lot of the times when you actually use technology as a platform um, to uh, manage the scale of the talent pool, sometimes that turns off, you know, is it people or is it pixels? So we are dealing with people. So we, so we had to find a way to create a brilliant candidate experience. And we looked at the process and we decided that we'd have certain highlights or, or milestones that were wow experiences that we put a lot of effort into to really create um, an engaging, outstanding experience that actually created a bit of emotion within the candidate. So brilliant candidate experience was one of the third pillars. The fourth one was to be actively inclusive so that the candidate felt that all, all through the process that they were learning something and that they were contributing. 
And we also, as, as part of our um, push for diversity, as all companies are really uh, looking at this as um, something of utmost importance for business success, we wanted to put objectivity in there and a lot of rigour around that. And finally, and perhaps the most you know, critically to get right, was to create a technology platform where we turned the whole sourcing strategy on its head. Because we actually believe that talent is abundant in this space, but achievement in the Diageo environment is, is, is scarce. So we started to think differently about the talent pool and decided to open it up more to find our potential candidates that would succeed in Diageo and create the selection criteria to pinpoint those from a much larger target pool. So let me explain this, Steve. Everyone starts with a total talent pool of uh, grads or early careers, whatever that size is within your market. Typically, all of us then have a selection criteria that says we definitely want someone who's graduated from university. So globally, that cuts out 50% of the talent pool. Then typically, we go further and we say that, you know, well, they need a grade point average of so much or they need to have gone to this top university or they need to have studied certain subjects. And that typically eliminates another 37% of that 50% half. And gradually you get down to this very small pool of candidates that you're targeting. And that is what creates the wall for talent in the marketplace because we're all fishing from this pool where we've put these selection criteria to narrow down that aren't necessarily going to deliver us successful candidates. So we flipped that model on its head and we said we are actually going to fish from the total talent pool and all we are going to look at is the potential of a candidate to be successful in the Diageo environment. And that is what was the underpinning of the whole recruitment process. So if you want to look at the recruitment process and the key steps for us, um, the key step is that we first had to um, look at what success would um, show up in a candidate as. So what does success look like? So we engaged org scientists to actually uh, work through a six-month process of meeting stakeholders, um, talking about uh, you know top talent, talking about underperforming talent, to then define some of the key criteria. And we defined that across culture, across functional skill, across leadership qualities, and across potential. And then that was translated into complex algorithms, don't even ask me how that was done, which was then fed into almost gamification pieces um, with three online specific tests. And those online tests or assessment cover things like value fit, role fit, role related knowledge, and then we moved into an automated um, video. So all of the first 60% of the journey by candidates was done via technology. 
Then the back half, which is where we created the wow moment, was based on uh, creating a final audition where we already knew that that person would be successful. So it was just a matter of now choosing from a limited pool of, say, eight to ten for, you know, two to three roles of how they actually worked with our key stakeholders. So it's, it's, it's a whole day assessment center, which we call an audition, and they work on four uh, real-life problems with the senior leadership team, and at the end of that time, they're actually chosen, and then we go through an, um, a pre-onboarding process. So it's about 60% technology-led and about 40% human-led. Sounds, sounds fun. And, um, and how, how would you say the, this new approach has impacted the, the level of engagement from both candidates and also from the hiring managers and, and business leaders? Mm, that's a really good question because we actually wanted to get the, the balance right because, of course, when you use a lot of technology that can either switch on or switch off candidates. And so what, what we did was um, we had a lot of uh, feedback mechanisms at each stage of the process to actually assess how candidates were finding the process and also how hiring managers were actually finding the process. So our results so far have been very positive. So from the candidate's perspective, um, 100% of the candidate surveys said that their motivation to work for Diageo had actually increased as a result of the whole process. So what they enjoyed the most was the fact that they were part of a process where they actually were learning and where they were contributing. So the audition process actually allowed them, as I said, to work on real-life problems with the key stakeholders within Diageo. And they were taken to specific virtual geographies and, you know, told about the environment in that geography and and also told about, you know, what the key challenges were for Diageo within that environment and how could we, you know, solve some of these problems. And it just wasn't current case studies, it was also getting them to future think and putting themselves in 2020 and 2025 and, and, and working out what some of the solutions would be. So the candidates found this super engaging and the whole theme of kind of virtual travel and learning was one that was threaded through the whole process from beginning to end with our online assessments and our video interviews. And from the, from the hiring managers, they actually rated the quality of candidates as a four out of five or above, whereas previously it was between two and three out of five. And they were very engaged in the process and really wanted to be part in our subsequent processes of that um, audition. So there was a lot of engagement and very positive outcome. But Steve, I think one of the greatest um, success factors of taking the initial screening away from human intervention was that our pass-through rates of gender in particular through each stage uh, showed that unconscious bias for all intents and purposes was completely removed. So if I give an example, we have eligibility questions when a candidate applies. And at that stage, our gender pass-through was around 62% um, male and 38% female. However, by the end of the process, that gender ratio had actually flipped to be, um, in our final audition, 
we had 59% female versus 41% male. So you can see that the process did not disadvantage any um, group or any gender because of um, unconscious bias and in actual fact created a level playing field for all to succeed that had the potential for us. Really sounds like the way forward and, um, and, and, and such a great initiative. Um, there, there, Lisa, and just, just a final question. What, what advice would you give to HR leaders and other organisations who are looking to implement a similar approach? Mm. That's a great question, Steve. I think the first thing is that there has to be an appetite for change and there has to be a really good storyline on the impact that this change will, will create. So the usual thing, if, if we're going to put investment in time, resources, money, then we want to see the outcome. So gathering case studies of similar companies and what their graduate program encapsulates. I mean, I was up at a few other companies last week actually talking about this, this particular process of leaving the resume at the door. And they were, you know, quite inspired by it because, because they hadn't thought of that before. And so they're going to use us as a case study to actually present that to their senior management. So it's inform, it's engage. Also, I think it's really critical if, if you're going to look at this process to make sure that you have um, external vendors that are experts in their field to help you with this. So earlier on, Steve, I talked about the fact that we needed to have, um, you know, the success profile translated into online assessments through gamification. Now, that definitely is not one of our areas of expertise. So we had to partner with a really great vendor, um, Chemistry, I'll give them a little plug there, who um, worked with us every step of the way to make this transition, this, this big step change in our program. And this was the critical cornerstone to get right, to ensure we were assessing the right thing with the right tools to create the right outcome. And if there's multiple partners, so for example, we also worked with HighView on the video interviewing platform, which was very customized to, as I said, thread these themes through of virtual travel and problem solving. We also got the external vendors to work together to make sure that it was seamless in approach. So it's almost like a tripartite agreement between the three of us and we all worked as if we were one company. So I think that is another, you know, key success factor that created such a seamless uh, process in terms of experience and content for both our hiring managers and candidates. And then I think the third and, and final pivotal piece of, you know, ensuring that this process is successful is to make sure that you take the key stakeholders with you along the way so that a major change like this just is not dumped in their lap, but they feel part of the process. And I suppose that's basic change management 101, but it's funny how a lot of companies fail to kind of recognize that. And the issues that that can create at the end is that the process doesn't become embedded and it's not lived and breathed and part of the DNA of the company. And that can cause the whole effort to actually wither and die on the stem, so to speak. So I think the engagement of stakeholders is really critical. Thank you, Lisa. That's wonderful and some really, really great 
insights and advice there for, uh, I think, for any HR leader or recruitment leader who, who's looking to implement a similar programme. Uh, um, that, that was Lisa Rawlings, APAC Head of Talents Engagement at Diageo, discussing the innovative early recruitment process embedded at Diageo and its impact. So thank you again, Lisa. We really appreciate your time. Thanks, Steve. It was a pleasure to actually speak with you, and I hope everyone um, is able to take something from this, and I'm really happy if you'd like to reach out to me to actually um, you know, talk you through some of these issues in more depth. Thank you, Lisa. That's great. Have a great day ahead. For more excellent conversations from Chapman CG, subscribe to our podcast series or check us out at chapmancg.com.